Okay, so um, I kind of am trying to remember this story from memory, but there was a story of a farmer and a baker. Tell me if you've heard this one. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the farmer and the baker had this deal, right? They exchanged butter for bread. And uh, they don't walk into a bar or anything exciting like that. Um, <laughs> but the farmer and the baker <clears throat> had this deal. And the, the baker starts realizing the butter's getting less and less. And he's getting mad about it, right? So he takes him to court. And uh, the judge says to the farmer, well, how, are you weighing your butter? And he says, well, I don't have like, like a measure, like a weighing device, but, but I have a scale. And um, since the deal is three pounds of butter for three pounds of bread, I just put the loaf of bread up on the scale and then I just weigh it out with the butter. Then the case was dismissed, right? Because obviously the baker was shorting on the butter, but he wanted to complain, right? <laughs> so, it, it, and it's not a funny story or anything like that, but it's just to get us thinking about trust, right? Could you imagine, aren't you glad that God doesn't take and measure us according to the trust that we give him? Yes. Right? Amen. Um, in fact, we would almost even be able to describe trust um, and unbelief um, those kinds of things we could, or belief, I'm sorry, trust and belief, almost like synonyms, right? Couldn't we? But if we look at scripture, God defines it, it all a little differently because he doesn't measure us in that way. Um, Mark 9.24, do you remember that story about um, the little demon-possessed boy? Let's go there. Mark chapter 9. We're going to start in verse 14. And it says, When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. And a man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground, and he foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth, and he becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him, and when the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion, and he fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. And immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I bet we've never struggled with the unbelief in a situation, have we? Haven't we even just recently been talking about, I don't even know how to pray about healing. Like, we struggle with that, you know, for asking God to completely heal somebody, or are we just praying for your will, Lord? You know, and, and, and then that struggle, um, where we're afraid to believe that that could happen. I know, because I haven't seen someone in a wheelchair get up and walk. If you want to do that, Corey, you go right ahead. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
I haven't seen that. Uh, I've heard that, right? Do I believe that God can do that? Sure. But sometimes when we can't see with our own eyes, we're skeptical about people that say they have. There was a, a pastor friend of ours who said, um, my husband Richard's back is really bad right now. He'll probably end up surgery route eventually. But um, <clears throat> he, he said, why don't you bring him to church? And I will, um, we can lay hands on and pray over you. And he goes, we had a little boy from the valley that couldn't walk. And he came up and they healed him and, and he could walk. And I thought, wow, okay, do I have that kind of belief that I would wheel Richard up there and just, okay, go right ahead, God, you know. Does anybody struggle with that? Because I'm just being honest, right? I'm just being completely, completely honest. I know we talked, yeah. But is it because? We haven't seen it. Well, because we haven't seen it, so so I'm bringing Coralie to go and do this. Yeah. But I'm really not believing it, so it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, because I love what, what he was saying right here. And God honored it, and his son was healed. And he did have that unbelief, right? He's like, I believe, I believe you can do it. And it's exactly what we're saying. I believe you can do it, but I can't get all the way there. I need you to help me get all the way there, right? And so looking at that, that's a trust issue too, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a trust <laughs> issue. Um, and I think sometimes God has other things. And we have yeah. other, I mean, it's like when my mom passed away, I didn't understand it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, here was this very Christian, upstanding woman that preached. I mean, she, her whole life was God. And when she died, I thought, why? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But there was a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. and I really feel that. My son at the time was having, uh, right after that, was having problems. And because my dad remarried Kathy, his new wife, and she was the one that really pushed for David, and and that's something my mom wouldn't have done. Mm. She's the one that really saved David and helped David, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that, and I mean, even even Cora, I mean, her witness is much more powerful than her getting up and walking. Mm, I agree with that. Yeah, God's so, got a plan and everything. God's got a plan and everything. So when yeah. I, I still struggle with why. Why? Sure. You know, like, why did my son die? Why? Right. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. But does God have a different plan? Yeah. And that's what I have to trust. Right. That's what I have to believe, that God has something else because of his death. This is going to happen. Sometimes that's all we're left with is, <coughs> God, I have only this promise in your word that all things work according to good for those who love you and follow you, right? And so we say, okay, I don't know what to do with that death, but <coughs> I believe you have a plan in it, right? Uh, and how you're driven. I look at, you know, just like what you said about your mom, and we've heard <coughs> Susie's testimony about your mom, and to me there's a woman that um she may be gone but she left so much of her legacy and that's getting even passed down to us you know and um so would it have been different had you 
had her only to yourself and she was still being your faith for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now you're able to pass that faith to other people. Well, like the verse mm-hmm. you just read, mm-hmm. help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Help. We have to yeah. ask because yeah. the wheelchair, you know, how long has it been? Right. You got to help me because you know what? I don't see it happening, you know? Right. But because prayer, we prayer, happen, but know? asking God, yeah, help me in my unbelief right now. Show me God. The story in John twenty twenty five, um, <coughs> when they're talking about the the resurrection and D- Thomas, we call him Doubting Thomas, one of the apostles, and he's struggling. And here's a guy that's walking with the Lord, right? He's seen the miracles, he's seen them. And yet he's still struggling with this resurrection thing. What do you mean you're going to die and you're going to come back to life? <laughs> he's like, yeah. And so he says in 2025, 20, unless I see the nail marks, I, unless I, let me emphasize that, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Wow, right? And so you know what? Jesus said, do not disbelieve, believe. I know you're wrestling with it. That's what he tells us. I know you're wrestling with this. Whatever the situation may be, it might not be healing. It might be um, marriage issues. It might be uh, the death of someone you love, illness, cancer, you name it. We're all, look at the COVID stuff we've dealt with, right? All of these things, he's saying, don't disbelieve. Don't make that your first go-to. Believe. Ask for my help in your unbelief. He said, blessed are those, though, he's speaking back to him, blessed are those who um, have not seen and still believe. You didn't get to touch it. You didn't get to see the nail marks with your own eyes. You didn't get to see the miracle happen with your own eyes, but you can believe that God's capable of it, right? Belief is a big part of that trust. Um, What I believe about your character individually, uh, how you believe about me, determines a great deal upon whether or not I'm going to trust you in a trust fall, right? (laughs) There are those people that are going to give it all they got. I believe that if I ask Pat to catch me in a trust fall, she's going to lay her body down to keep me from hitting my head. I do believe that, right? If I ask Don. My sister-in-law, Kimmy, yeah. sent me a video of some girls gathered around this guy and asking to, to uh, you know, put trust them and fall. They were all ready for him. He fell forward oh. and stood back. So, <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I But how many of you had those friends during trust fall thought it was funny to watch someone fall on their flat on their butts? Right? Well, I don't know. Growing up, I had some pretty rough friends, I guess. <laughs> but there are those people out there that they might say that they're your friend, but really when it comes down, you can't trust them to be there. Right? I'm sure we've all had circumstances in life where Someone we thought was a friend walked away in a hard situation, right? Um, Belief and trust, though, again, like I said, they're kind of almost synonyms, except God teaching us that he can help us again in that unbelief and in that trust. 
Which brings us finally, I know it took us forever to get here, to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. (laughs) And we'll read that one out and I'll write it up here. This is the one verse. Don't ask my kids now. I don't know. They probably will say they don't remember anything. But um, I homeschooled my boys. And this was the verse that they wrote constantly. Had them write it out. Part of their handwriting, part of the Bible. And so that's why I picked this one, because it kind of means something to me. But um, I'll write it up here, and then we'll go through it. Good night. All right. (laughs) Trust in the Lord. I should just do it from memory because I know it, but I'm afraid to write the wrong word. Do you ever get that way? Instead of exactly how scripture says it, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And you know what? Maybe on the back of uh, your page or something, if you want to write this out, you could. And lean not on your own understanding things I could have done ahead of time check in all your ways acknowledge him This one says make your path straight. Okay. See, that's how I memorized it. Sometimes reading the message, you know, comparing the different versions is really good. All right, so what did you notice? Any repeating words? Any, any, any things in here that you noticed? Verbs. Trust. Seek. Depend. Show. Trust. At least that's all in mind. Lean. 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 Messaged, yeah, all of them, yeah, not just some of them, it's all, all, 
Oh, exactly. Kim. Yeah. Yes. In mind, instead of acknowledge, it uses the word submit. Yes. Oh. We'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, because that is closer to, that's closer to the Hebrew word. Okay. So we see that same thing like we did the other day. All. All, right? Not just part of it. Right? Um, and then we got these verbs. We got trust, lean, <coughs> acknowledge. Who's doing that part? Yeah, we, are. we are. We are, right? Who's doing this part? He will make. God. Yeah. We'll make straight. That's my whole verb, right? We'll make straight. Okay, I'm going back a few years. <laughs> Find like the amplified but I have amplified yeah. and it says straight and smooth. Woo! Straight and smooth. No obstacles. Like really no obstacles block your way. Nice. Alright, we see the word your. No one said the word your. That's four times in it. <coughs> Just catch that? Okay, your. Not, not somebody else's. Well, which that's probably why we get to Downing Thomas and we're like, well, if I see it and I touch it, right? And you say, no, no, no. You could go the other way. Remember Jesus said, don't focus on your disbelief. Focus on your belief, right? So you can do this. You can trust the Lord with all of your heart. You don't have to touch my side. Lean not on your understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your Okay, <coughs> um, trust, we'll break it down. This word trust here, um, that means to lie helpless, face down, a servant ready to obey. It... <coughs> It gives you a much different picture than the one where we're standing there wrestling with God, doesn't it? It's the opposite of wrestling with God over trusting Him in something. It's laying it down. It's laying yourself down. Putting your pride down. Putting your need to know. Yikes. We need to know, don't we? Why, God? Where are we going, God? What are you doing, God? <laughs> And mine also says to rely confidently. Rely confidently. It's trust. It's trust, right? Okay, so trust. And then heart. Let's look at that one. Remember we talked about heart not only being an organ, um, but it also being the source of emotion for them. Okay, so looking at that, Jeremiah 17.9 says that our heart is deceitful. Anybody feel like they can identify with their heart being deceitful? Yeah. Yeah. If you made choices in your life and you thought, mm, do you want to share anything? Like examples or something? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm like, I'm like, yes, no, no, I'm, I'm, oh. Mine goes blank, but it's just one of those, like, I mean, how much time I, I'm selfish in everything that I do. we want it now. We want to feel the pleasure of whatever that sin is, right? We're in the now. We're in this world. We're so used to telling each other, be in the now, right? What, what are some of those, you know, trust, trust your own heart, right? Um, <coughs> trust your heart. Follow your heart. Your heart knows. All of those slayings, 
little things that you hear that the world says, right? But scripture says your heart's deceitful. In Proverbs 28, 26, you want to read that? Proverbs 8. Oh, Pat's got it. Yeah, but I just... Oh, 28, let me write it down. Proverbs 28, 26. Okay. Those who trust their own insight are foolish. But anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Mm. My short version, he that trusts in his own heart is a fool. So what does the rebel heart do then? You read it. What does the second part say? But anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Yeah. So I would assume that wisdom would be God's word. Right. Right? So the rebel heart goes against the world and says, it doesn't matter what my emotions are saying right now, right? Which is hard. Which is hard. But we, yeah, and we'll come back to that. We'll put a pin in that one. Um, so he says, then he says, you know what, lean. Let's look at lean. Um, that is to put all of your weight on something. Ugh. I know, Pat, you've had to use those crutches and those walkers. And, and you can't put all your weight on that and all your weight on something else and straddle it and try to walk. Can it's you? hard. It's hard, right? So when we put our weight on it, we're saying, you know what? I'm going to throw it all on God. I'm going to throw it all on Jesus. He's going to get the whole banana, right? Because I can't have one foot over here on, you know, standing with God and leaning on God, and I can't have equal in the world. I can't move. We're not moving at the same pace, right? We have different goals. Especially if God's telling me, I want you to trust me, and I want you to stand right here, and the world's saying, go your own way, right? Have you ever had somebody try to lead you blind? <laughs> also, if you're leading, mm -hmm. you're off your own balance. You're off your own balance. Good, good picture of that. Yeah. You know, or, or people think it's funny, you know, because like my, my daughter-in-law would say it all the time. I do what I want when I want. Mm. You know what I mean? And Ricky, my little granddaughter, because she'd say it all the time, just jokingly. Mm -hmm. But yet, she did what she wanted whenever she wanted. You know, don't tell me what to do. And little Ricky stood up one day. Do what I want when I want, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. I love stories of grandchildren for that same reason. We went to Red Devil a few weeks ago after church, and... Um, <coughs> Emma, she's the little three-year-old, okay? And she does what her daddy did, constantly leaning back in the chair, trying to balance on those two legs, right? If anyone was watching her that one day in church when she fell off the chair, did anybody see that? Oh, she's running around, she's running around, she came up and then went all the way, just like during worship, just went all the way past the chair and hit the floor. Everyone standing there was like, oh! and she just got back up. You know, she just has no, there's no pain tolerance, or, you know, she's got high pain tolerance. Anyway, so we're in Red Devil, and she leans back in that chair, and pretty soon, smacks, hits the floor. She doesn't cry. She just gets up, gets back in the chair. And we're like, <laughs> five minutes later, Gets back up because we're all right. You know what? You're gonna sit in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're trying to do that, 
and we can't we can't balance it all on our own can we we can't we don't even have control it's a false control right because Emma thought oh I got it this time I can balance this right I can I can handle my weight I can do this you know we start to rationalize things don't we our our own understanding when we get here that when I get into leaning on my own understanding I, I can get very much like doubting Thomas I get right back into that place of God I don't know what you're doing in this situation let me help <laughs> let me help um, if, if I could touch it if I could rationalize it if I could make it logically make sense to me if you could just give me the blueprint and I could understand where you're heading, right? Um, then I could probably, yeah, then I could get there. But otherwise, we like to rationalize it in our own understanding and that we want it to make sense to us. But Satan likes to say things like, um, you're alone. No one else has been through this before. They're not going to understand, Right? Um, scripture says, though, in Hebrews 4.15, that Jesus was tempted in every way. So we can't exactly go to God and say, Lord, this problem is unprecedented. Uh, I'll need to make up my own rules and my own plan here um, because it's a unique situation. And I'm not sure what you say applies here. I can think about five different scenarios in my lifetime where I've probably had that subconsciously, had that maybe, and maybe full on, had that conversation with God of, I don't see how that scripture could apply in this situation, right? Am I the only one? No. 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 Okay. I thought that. Um, but Satan, though, will tell you, you're the only one that's dealt with that, right? And then Satan will tell you, no one's going to understand, or they're going to judge you, or, you know, all of those things. When we start hearing that um, that type of talk in a situation where we don't feel like we can share truly with God what's going on with us because we need to handle it because he's not dealt with this before. <laughs> or uh, we don't feel like we can share it with other people because of those things. Um, we need to recognize the lies that are being said. Right? Um, and those scary little red flag things should start coming up. Like, that's not truth, right? That's not truth. I know that's not truth. And sometimes we got to mentally walk ourselves through it, right? In all your ways. No, it says in some, doesn't it? In some of your ways. In some of your ways acknowledge him. Is that, is that right, Carla? In some of your ways acknowledge him? Oh, in all, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Everything, Carla? Everything, all Everything, the all the time. Are you sure? Yes. Gosh. Even though I'm doubting it, do it anyway. Do it anyway. I like that. So you're coming and you're going, 
your conversations, your thoughts. That's all, right? It's what? Yeah, yeah. What about acknowledge? I like, we're finally over here to where my girlfriend over here can just, Kathy can take it away. Acknowledge, tell me what you got, girl. My version says submit. Yeah. Which, um, to yield to authority. To yield to authority. Who's the authority? Not me. God, God the word, right? Um, Mom? She said me. Oh, me? <laughs> oh, not me. She said not me. She's clarifying that. So that authority, yikes, are you ready? That authority is invited by God. God, come and be my authority. In all my ways and everything that I do, come be my authority. I don't want to be the authority. I will mess it up, Right? Um, the difference in this word acknowledge and it's, it's, it's a little, it goes a little further. Um, the Hebrew word is yada. And I don't, maybe I saw this, so I got this definition. I mean, this, uh, spelling, hopefully it's correct. It looks correct. Uh, yada, the Hebrew word for acknowledge, and it's an intimate term. It is the same, that same yada was used in, be, with Adam and Eve's relationship with how they knew each other. I know you know what knewing means. Um, so it is an intimacy. It's a personal relationship with God that pretty much says there is nothing here that you haven't seen, right? There is nothing that I haven't laid bare before you. I'm not trying to hide anything. You know me and I know you inside and out. It's a very personal, intimate relationship that we're acknowledging God. God, you know me. And in that, I want to give you all my ways. Where we get David, show me, Lord. Show me where I'm making mistakes. Show me where I need to improve. Show me how to love you better. It's having that kind of love relationship with God, right? Um, it's not an acknowledge like one of them, sup, God? You know? It's not a nod to the head, right? And I wrote down, um, to acknowledge God means, I know you are true. I recognize your authority. Mm. I respond to you. Mm. Give thanks to you. And, and let, let you direct my path. Nice. Nice. You've summed it all up in like one sentence. It took me 20 minutes to say. But <laughs> good job. Good job. Okay, and then we got he will direct your path. Or he will make your path straight or whatever. And smooth or whatever you got there. Um, God, get this. God doesn't need you to know. You don't need to know. You don't need to know the answer to your question, your what, your why, your when. If he needed you to know, he would have told you. Right? Isaiah 55, 8, 9, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your way. Yeah. My way, it's my ways, declares mm. the Lord. Mm. What verse? Um, Isaiah 55, actually 9, 55, 9. 
Yeah, God has different ways. God's and we don't need to have all... We only see a tiny corner of it. Yeah, and we don't need to have all the answers. So, anybody know if I'm using the right side of the eraser? <coughs> I really don't know. <laughs> um, let's just go with it. It's working. It's working. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it did on that side, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Well, <laughs> <coughs> so, that brings us so what do we do with this information? We gotta apply it, right? Otherwise, we've just taken it in. You know, scripture says it's not just enough to know the word, you have to actually obey it. Ah! Right? So looking at that, here's four ways. The first one is get sober. What does that mean? Be alert. Clear judgment. What? <laughs> be clear. Be clear. Right? What do we need to be clear about? God. God. The yeah. Not as the is. I'm sorry if I'm blocking you guys. <laughs> we don't say to God in this moment, um, how am I going to fix this, God? How am I going to handle it? Right? No. no. We don't say that. We, we ask a couple of questions of ourselves. First of all, let's just write that down. We don't ask how I am going to blah, blah, blah. But what we do recognize is Satan lying. This is where we get sober thoughts. This is where we get our emotions in check, right? And we say, okay, you know what? My heart is deceitful right now because... Even though I think that no one's ever dealt with a situation that that can't possibly, that scripture can't possibly <coughs> apply to my marriage, right? Where I, I mean, I just, I'm sick of the guy. I'm done. Right? <laughs> There's no way that could apply to me because God hasn't lived with him, right? <laughs> or whatever the case may be. And that's not Richard. I love Richard. Um, <laughs> uh, but it is that, it's what are the lies that Satan's telling me right now? Um, 1 Peter 5.8. 1 Peter 5.8 says, you know, um, he is prowling around like a lion, ready to devour you. Um, so we need to be alert. So Carla was right on, on that getting sober is be alert. Be alert to the lies that Satan's telling you, that you're alone, that God doesn't understand, that scripture doesn't apply. Um, that somehow it's different. This is how we get into these traps um, where we're all of a sudden finding ourselves in an affair or we're finding ourselves drunk in an alleyway or had a one-night stand or, you know, I don't know. All of these things, right? Uh, you woke up in a room for tw- Twinkie wrappers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that we've rationalized ourselves to that point, right? Because of our own understanding and our own rules that we've made up. You go to a psychic. You go to a psychic. That's true. I know a lot of people that have done that. Yeah. Um, and you rationalize that, right? Yeah, you rationalize it because you want, oh, that's a whole rabbit hole. Anyway, um, we recognize then, again, any feelings or my heart, it doesn't align with Scripture. Okay? If it doesn't align with Scripture, you need to stop. Let that be your wrestling point. Okay. The second thing um, 
The second thing is get, what do you think? What do we need to get next? Pat? Right with God. Hmm? What did you say earlier? What is the opposite of being a fool? Wisdom. 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 So we need to get wisdom, right? How do we get wisdom? Get in the Word, right? What is, and ask yourself, does the Word have anything to say about this situation? Ask yourself that. Does the Word have anything to say in this situation? Anything on this subject? Has someone else wrestled with it? Have you ever read the Old Testament? Woo! <laughs> I guarantee you there's something there that will still make you blush. The next one comes from Colossians 1, 9 through 10. Okay? And that says that his will, Lord, what's your will? There's an idea. His will is in his word. If you seek, you will find. Okay? And again, it's not enough to just know the word. You have to obey it, right? Because I could be in this place right here while I'm wrestling over wanting to step out on my husband. He's just kind of a, a nasty, mean creeper, you know, and I don't really like that guy anymore. You know, you don't see what he does when he throws his dirty socks on the floor and the hamper's right next to it. And, you know, he never can take his plate to the sink. What's wrong with him? Right? So no one's dealing with that. But I met this really nice guy who says he loves the Lord. Um, but I know that Scripture says I probably shouldn't do that. But unless I apply Scripture, all I've done is known it. Right? Right? So we have to apply the wisdom as well. Even when we aren't sure of the outcome. Yikes. Even when we're not sure of the outcome. Even, you know what? Lord, you told me not to divorce Mr. Jerkface. But you also told me um, that if I stayed with him, then that's your will. Because I can find that in Scripture. Right? But... Um, you would somehow bless that. I've seen that happen. Amen? Right? Amen. Amen. <coughs> okay, the next one is get counsel. That says counsel. <coughs> Proverbs 6, 20-22. Who's got that one? I do. Yay! My son, observe the command of your father, and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Find them continually in your Tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. Get good counsel. And there's several that are listed there. It, maybe it's not your earthly father. Maybe your earthly father's not here. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's an uncle. Maybe it's a good friend. Um, I do want to counsel right now. You should not be getting marriage counseling from someone of the opposite sex and having conversations with them. That's unknown. Um, but meeting with the pastor, meeting with the counselor, getting a mentor. There's so much to uh, in my own life, in times that I've needed a mentor through certain situations. I believe that is exactly why God allows us to go through things. So that we can be there for each other. Right? Be like, I've been there too. So you're not supposed to talk to a guy about stuff like that? Um, 
If you're married, it's just dangerous. Well, to, only if your spouse is with you. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, if your yeah. spouse was with you or you were meeting in like a counseling situation with, you know, that kind of thing. But for you, Carla, to be like, hey, Richard, do you think you want to go to coffee and just kind of talk to me about my problems? Like, that was, that was not good. Right. <laughs> or he talked to a guy about his stuff and, and he went back to his wife. I think that's good. I just think that the um, it's just usually good to have maybe like Wyatt with you when you do that, or you know what I'm saying? It's a guard for everybody. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's just a, it's just good good counsel. That's all I'm getting at. Good counsel is it's wise. There's been a lot of people who wind up having an affair with somebody because they started off in a conversation about how. Their no good spouse was. Oh, trust me, I didn't want Oh. How did you do? Neither did she. Okay. All right. Deuteronomy 34.9 um, says basically that Moses obeyed God and he kind of left this legacy, and because of that, Joshua followed. So that mentorship is basically saying, you know what, I've walked through this, I walked through the wilderness that maybe no one else had been through that you are around. And then if, if you watch me, I'll show you how you can get through this wilderness as well, right? Um, so find out, is there somebody that can help me? Ask a pastor, ask me, ask whatever. Um, or if you know a friend that has gone through something. Um, Sharon does grief counseling. I know that when I've struggled, Sharon has helped me, given me words of encouragement and stuff. Um, But there's always someone out there. There is nothing new under the sun, guys. Um, So, and they have acquired wisdom that you don't, right? I haven't lost my husband yet. Uh, Maybe he'll lose me first. Who knows what God's will is, right? But... One of us one day is going to need someone who's already walked that path. Yeah. Even in the things like a, oh, what do I do about the paperwork? Right? Even those kinds of things. Like, it's overwhelming. You're already overwhelmed. Uh, we could go on another rabbit trail just, just in that. Right? <clears throat> but, huh? Deuteronomy 34.9. I'll write that down. And then, um, Galatians 6, 2. Who had that one? Me. Okay. Carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the requirement of the law of Christ. That is the law of Christian love. Mm -hmm. So we're to bear each other's burdens. If God meant for us to be alone in situations, he would have told us to be alone. Mm -hmm. Be separate. But did God say be separate? The only thing he said to be separate from was the world. But he told us, as Christian sisters, girlfriend, get your sisters back. Help hold up the arms, right? Get, get in the trench with them. Like, it's to be messy sometimes, right? And so it's that lie that Satan says, my sister's going to judge me. I can't share this with them. It's a lie that says, um, my sister can't handle this. She's never dealt with it. I've... I, prayer when when in that story about the boy 
um, that was demon-possessed, they said, well, your disciples tried to heal him, and it didn't happen. And he said, this is the kind of thing that only prayer can do. When we are on the prayer chain, or if I send you a prayer request, or you're praying for your friends or your family, whatever, God says that's more powerful than anything. And so I don't need to have walked in your shoes to pray for you, right? I just need to know what to pray for. <laughs> yeah. When I was going down that rabbit hole, and it goes, because I do that quite often, hmm. um, and it goes with this, is it says that about carrying another person's burdens, but don't become an obstacle. Hmm. Don't, hmm. you know, don't become something, put, put yourself out there that, you're stopping that person mm-hmm. doing what they're supposed to be doing with God. True, true, true. You have to know this. Yeah. And I think sometimes we do. Yeah. Because we start like, oh, well, you know, God said. But we don't really know that. Yeah. We're not really saying that. We're just, yeah. you know. Well, and it's important, too, that in that counsel that we're giving, maybe we're supposed to seek it, but in the counsel that we're giving, make sure it aligns with Scripture. You don't want to be directing your sister down the wrong path right it doesn't matter what your heart's telling you or that you're feeling for them sometimes we just have to speak truth and let god do the rest of the work you know <coughs> i don't know sister i don't understand why god wants us to do this right now or what he's doing but we're going to trust him together in this you know and that's basically what you guys have done for me because mm. you know I mean? it's been years mm. you know trying to fight this battle and this like Okay, girl, how about if you have other women pray for you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you know what we've, we keep saying is if they don't provide it, God's still going to provide it. He will. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of just bearing it with you. It's no longer just Cora's issue, is it? <coughs> it's all of ours. Right? And it makes you thankful. It makes you feel, you know, you're, mm-hmm. like it says, the burden's lifted. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't have the new wheelchair, you know, the people are praying for you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but on the prayer chain a while ago, I said something in that conversation. Was he calls you all, but I've got your back, girls. Mm. Like that. He goes, he well, that's where you always go. Yeah, it's good we've got like that. Mm. So, I mean, he still says that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, when we talk about us having your back or you guys having my back or whatever, it's very true. Mm. We are not meant to go through these things. Amen. Amen. Yep. Um, the fourth one is coming. Here it comes. <laughs> Ready? Get low. This is the last one. Get low. What do you think that means? What was that definition of trust? Get me back. Lie helpless. Lie helpless, right? Lord, I don't know where you're going. I don't know what you're doing. I'm going to trust you with it all right now. I'm going to let you be the authority. I'm going to let you have the plan that I don't need to bring the plan. I don't need to have the answer. It's all coming to you, God, on my knees with my sisters giving it to you face down in servant mode ready to go where you tell me to go I'm recognizing that 
I don't have to be in control of the boat in the storm. I can take a step out onto the water and trust that you're going to catch me, right? That we're going to make it through this. That God's not going to let us down. He's not going to let us drown, you know? I went through that last week. There was something. It wasn't anything big. Yeah. But it was something that was bothering me, and it's like, how am I going to deal with this? How's it going to work out? What can I do to change it maybe? Mm. You know, how can I control this? Yeah. And finally I sat down and just said, that, okay, God, it's in your hands, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Yeah. It went away. I didn't nice. have to worry about it at all. It's like, thank you, nice. God. Nice. You know, it was just trusting in the Lord. Right. Praise God. But you said one of our key little words there. I. Right? I. How, what am I going to do? I have a kind of a testimonial. Um, I don't think it was even last year. I think it was before that. I was told that I had Awesome. I love, and I think somebody said something close to it. Um, but in that, all your ways acknowledge him, and you will make your path straight um, and smooth. Um, <laughs> is uh, a picture of him, like, removing the barriers, right? It's like he's running ahead of you. Here's you, and he's running ahead, and he's just moving everything out of the way so you can get where he needs you to go. And... That's exactly what we do when we turn it over to God and he says, I got it. I've got this. I just, you don't worry about it, daughter. I've got this. You don't have to say I, you don't have to wrestle with how. Um, yeah. Anyone else? I'm kind of done with my side of it, but I'd love to hear any thoughts you had. Just a little observation I had when I was reading the verse, um, that he will make your way straight. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to my mind was that the shortest distance Two points is a straight line. Nice. And we, we, we want, want to go all the way around. Ah, amen, amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen. Yep. That's a good point. Thank you. I don't have many. <laughs> the last text that I sent to you, and I was asking about uh, the way the world is doing, uh-huh. they're doing the same thing now as they did when. Ten Commandments, because while he's up there, they're down here messing around. Yeah. And they, well, that's what they're doing today. That's what I was trying to get across um, to you. Yeah. Well, we do that in our own lives, right? Yeah, we know what we're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, and then we, and then we say like little things like, 
the joy is in the journey. You know? <laughs> yeah, but if you went straight, you get there quicker, for sure. 11 days or something as opposed to 40 years. <laughs> Yeah. And if you don't hold on to the bitterness in it and you allow God to have victory in it, I, I'm thankful for the things I've gone through. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for being able to help other people go through the same things. I mean, they're not pleasant to go through, but... I don't know. There's just something about sharing what God's done, right? It just overcomes all of that. And it feels better learning yeah. from somebody who's been there. Yeah, right? it does. Versus somebody that read it in a book or whatever. Right. Right. I've heard someone say, well, if you're going through something, don't stop. Oh, there you go. Go through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else have any thoughts? Pat, are you holding a nugget? Mm-hmm. You got something? Sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I already did. I, oh, you sure did. No, no, <laughs> no, just that from last week. Oh. And I let go of and let God. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I was, I had to make a phone call and it was, oh, it wasn't going to be a pleasant one, but mm-hmm. it was just something I was dreading. Mm-hmm. And then something said, just do it. <laughs> and it was nothing. Yeah. I, you know, it yeah. ended up, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Go ahead. Sorry. 